All right. So, and tamang nangyari sa church, Sobra. right? And, and speaking of this month, as you all know, it was kicked off last month. Uh, we're celebrating a new gen month. And uh, last Sunday, Pastor Tan, together with Pastor Ivan, they actually launched it, right? It's all about the new gen vibe, right? Yes. And last Sunday, again, together with Pastor Ivan, they talked about um, the value of the new gen perspective. Na natutunan natin that apparently this, the new gen, they are a dedicated, developed, discipled, and difference-making generation. And after the preaching last Sunday, my love talaga nakaka-encourage to uh, to support and be part of the new gen activities. Right? Pero pressure ako kasi meron silang ano eh. Ang dami nilang props eh. Oh, napaka-high orality ng no preaching last <laughs> oh, week, no? Oo. Tayo rin ba? Parang wala akong ganun talent so, for the props. But our assignment for today is the second one, the letter I that you can hear, that you can read here. It's to instruct the new gen parents. Yes. All right? Our assignment for today is um, to talk about um, the new gen parents, we're going to learn later on their values and what their challenges are. And basically, how can we as parents holistically parent our children given today's ever-changing culture, evolving generation, right? And a disclaimer, we uh -oh. are not, uh, we're not experts. We are not claiming to know what we're talking about. No, just kidding. We're not claiming to be experts. We are 100%. We don't claim to be perfect or anything like that. But what we are sharing with you today are biblical philosophies and principles that we believe and that inform our parenting and that we do hope you guys are able to um, take away from today. Yes, but I'm also glad that uh, in addition to that, no, uh, we have the Family Builders Ministries. Anybody yes. for the FBM Ministries? Yeah, and um, they also have awesome programs, right? They have the Parenting for Life program, so we can also join if you guys want to be continuously equipped as parents, okay? But for today, unahin natin, my love, yeah. kilalanin natin, ano ba yung new-gen parents, di ba? Ano ba yung mga new-gen na yan? Ano bang kailangan nila at sino ba sila? Okay, so I need um, a show of hands. Everyone who was born from 1981 to 1996, 1981 to 1996. So you should be around 27 to 42 kayo. years old by Bakit now. Parang, um, honesty system. Joke lang. Honesty system tayo. Okay. So lahat ng 1981 to 1996, 27 to 42 years old, you guys are considered millennials. Tayo yon. Mga elderly millennials. Mga, <laughs> yes, tayo yon. Mga so tayo guys, we are considered millennials and usually our kids are, most of our kids are known as Gen Alpha. Okay, natapos na kasi natin na sa Zina. Okay, so balik na tayo sa A, Gen Alpha na. Kids that were born 2013 and beyond. Yung mga nasa Alright, so let's get to know ourselves. Who are the new gen parents and what do we value? Ano ba ang uh, mga importante para sa ating lahat? Okay, so ito, naririnig natin, we hear this all the time, and this actually has grown in importance in the last few years, especially since we all came from three years of being at home. Work-life balance is so high on the list of new gen parents. Um, we no longer have to overschedule our kids with insane activities. Um, we, we don't always um, fill our days with one thing after another. Work-life balance is important for us to come home, spend quiet time with our kids, have time in the morning to, you know, also for ourselves to regenerate and renew. Another important thing for millennial parents are 
Okay, equality in parenting. So um, the workload. Dati, diba, everybody, uh, there was this uh, very traditional sense that the women stay at home, they care for the home. In the last few years, it has grown also in popularity as well as normalized normal, that men share in the workload. You know, they, they care for the children just as much. Sometimes they are the main primary caregivers. And women also wear more hats. Which I can relate to as well because I also have, aside from being the primary caregiver, I do have a bunch of other rackets, jobs, you know, that um, include the, that are part of what you call that, that contribute to the family income. So open, it's very open now. It's very common now to see our dads wearing the babies in their baby carriers and being the ones that spend more time with their kids. And then next, we have open-mindedness, okay? We love to, it's very important for us millennial parents to make sure that our kids have, sees the world as one big amazing place. There are more options. It's no longer just be a lawyer, be a doctor. That's the most important thing. Ang dami ng options, diba? Ever since the internet and um, AI and all of these things, so many things have become open to us. So open-mindedness has become important to millennial parents as well. We like to instill qualities like empathy, inclusivity. We allow our children to be curious, to explore, encourage them to ask questions, encourage them to question what we tell them because we want them to be able to make informed decisions as they grow older. We prefer unstructured playtime. Naririnig natin yung mga um, free play, open-ended toys. Important din sa millennial parents yan. And like I said earlier, include, uh, what do you call this? Documentation. Nawala na ako. Sorry, inclusivity. Notice, inclusivity. Uh, we include... Uh, Sino dito mahilig maglagay ng mga ano? Kasama sa mga mom forums, parenting forums, mga nagtatanong sa Facebook. Yung mga Facebook ano natin, status, nagiging crowdsourcing, di ba? Best of the best. Yung mga ganyan. Because per millennial parents love to crowdsource information, whether it's the smallest things from what kind of bottle you use or how do you discipline your kids. And then documentation as well, which we will talk more about later, but we all know that we love to put our milestones on the internet. We talk about our kids all the time. We put every single like special, uh, what do you call this, event on the internet. We are definitely an internet generation. So yun ang mga millennial parents Jan. These are the things that have become important to us. Anybody can relate to these things? Oh, naman, no? So, tama naman. Work-life balance, equality, uh, open-mindedness, inclusivity, and documentation. So, ito yung qualities ng new-gen parents. Okay? Now, let's talk about what are the challenges that we are facing right now as a generation, especially to the parents, right? Yes. According to a study by Hewlett Packard Philippines, they interviewed um, a number of Filipino new-gen parents or millennial parents. And overall, the big statement that they shared in the report is this that future-proofing children is the greatest concern for all parents, right? Future-proofing your kids is the greatest concern for all parents. And you might be thinking, eh, di ba parang ganun din naman in other generations, yeah. right? I guess ito yung lumabas for the millennial parents because we're gonna learn later on that the future of the Gen Alpha, right, even the younger Gen Zs, right, it is so threatening right now. 
And it's all because of the growing digital revolution. Okay? Because what kids are exposed to right now, even at such a young age, will really dictate how they will eventually run the world. Understand? And according to a similar study, Gen Alpha kids right now are highly exposed to three things. Technology, social media, and video games. Technology, social media, and video games. But, but parents are aware of that. And according to the study, the millennial parents want to make sure that they do use technology as a tool mixed with traditional learning for their kids to be equipped for the future. All right? But of course, may mga challenges yan. Future-proofing our kids, the future generation, is a great, should be a great concern for all of us. And yes, we may be addressing the new gen parents, but this also applies to anybody here who has an influence for the children. So, taas kamay mga lorot lola in the house. Yes. Mga ninongs, ninangs. Yes, palapakan natin. Yes. You are caregivers to the future generation. And to the young people here, if you are a DG leader, if you are an ate or kuya, as long as you have an influence over the future generation, this message is for you guys. All right? Again, we are not condemning technology. My love. Of course, we understand that this is where the future is headed. But we also just have to be very, very aware of how we use technology and how we encourage our children to incorporate it as well as living in the real world while doing so. Exactly. Now, again, you want to dive more deeper before we go into the Word of God. So key challenges. In the same study that I mentioned, we're going to summarize it into three. Number one key challenge for new-gen parents is the physical challenge or the insecurity or identity. All right? Because nga, our, uh, our generation is, ano eh, we, we love to do self-expression, right? Even as young as toddlers, ang hilig na mag-selfie. Uh, mag Alam na nila mag-selfie. Mag-0.5. Mga ganun, di ba? So, when they start to grow up, they might be expecting, you know, the attitude of getting what they want when they want. Right? Um, they might create identity issues because ka, sabi, ni, sabi mo kanina, my love, that as new-gen parents, we love to post a lot of milestones. Or not just milestones, anything that our kids do nowadays, whether it's silly, good, or bad, we love sharing it and posting it, right? Imagine your kids growing up to be teenagers and seeing all of those, all of those things that you have been posting, right? So it might dictate a different personality from what have been posted online to what they are in reality. So it might create identity issues. And for the parents, right? Millennial parents, new gen parents, we can easily feel insecure. Kasi nga, since ang dami nagpo-post, oy, may milestones, ang ganda nung, nung birthday party na ganyan, ang, ang ganda ng school na ganyan, ang tataas ng grades na ganyan. Eh, yung anak ko hindi ganun kataas ng grades, for example, right? Maybe it creates an environment of competition. And it might promote um, less authentic time with their kids. You know, sometimes when you see family photos, pag Christmas, maraming family photos, di ba? You see pictures that talagang they're all prim and proper and all smiling. But you never know, before they even took that photo, nasagawa nila anak nila, Anak, giti ka! Huwag kang gagalaw! Wala kang screen time. Wala kang screen time pag hindi ka mag-post ng maayos. Guys, can, can relate to that? So it might create inauthentic time with kids. The next is what we call values challenge, all right? And uh, the culprit here is on the social media and even video games. Nakita nyo kanina, di ba? Because of too much video games and screen time, unmonitored screen time, right? 
their their values change even though pag pagtulog kita mo naggagano no that, that's how they sleep na nagde-daydream na na naglalaro ng games right and some games right now uh, my son did mention a game that he was playing um, some predators actually use those kiddie games to insert certain mature content that if not monitored our kids will be influenced in a way that they don't understand it it's going to be dangerous and again for the parents it it things have become more like a competition. There's a study by babycenter.com that said millennial moms feel like um, 80% of them said that it's important to be the perfect mom. So that is super big pressure. And lastly would be what we call, uh, ito pala, before we go into that, an example. Um, Time Magazine did a survey and they asked this question. Uh, it's a yes or no question and it's all about if um, who among the parents say it's extremely important for a couple to be married before they have children. All right, please. So I want to ask you guys first, who among you here say that it is extremely important for a couple to be married before they have children? Taas kamay. Uh, I'm, I'm expecting 100% will raise their hands. All right, very good. And this is the result. Okay. The boomers said 51% yes. Gen X, 49% said yes. Millennials, millennial parents, 42% said yes. And what we can take away from this is that the younger the generation is, the values have been changing. Imagine the answer of the Gen Zs. Siguro nasa 38%. Imagine the answer of the future parents ng Gen Alphas. Baka maging 25%. So values are being challenged. And lastly, the truth challenge, the single source of truth. And as Christians, we refer to this as the Bible, right? Because of the information overload, right? There's a danger for the kids to get different types of doctrines if we are not monitoring it, especially with the proliferation of technology. And I want to show this. This picture on your left, this is a, um, how do I describe it? This is an AI-powered robot preacher in Tokyo, Japan. His name is Mildan. So people actually go up to a temple in Kyoto to hear a preaching from an AI-powered robot. I'm serious. You can, you can YouTube this, Mildan, in Japan. Our AI, you guys are familiar with AI, right? Artificial intelligence. There's actually a school in the UK who created an AI chatbot. Now you can just ask anything there about theology, about the Bible, and it will gather information from the website, from the internet to give you an answer. ChatGPT, yeah, and I'm sure you guys have heard of what ChatGPT is and its capabilities, right? Apparently, there are already preachers in the States and in Europe who create sermons from ChatGPT. Okay, magalala sa lighthouse, we don't use ChatGPT. We're, we're good here, we're authentic here, right? The dangerous thing here is that even the presentation, the reflection, and sharing of the Word of God is being challenged already. It's becoming less human. It's becoming less authentic. So to summarize, the challenges we're facing, Makapatid. All right, so the key challenges, just to review, we've got the, it, it attacks the body, which is the physical part of every single person, the soul with our emotions and our opinions, as well as the spiritual aspects of our family. All right, these are the key dimensions that are part of the atomic framework that Pastor Tan shared last week. And it's important that we address these three key challenges here today because of the growing trends technology, it's taking over how the new generation is being shaped 
in these, all these dimensions. The threat is now on a holistic level. All right. So the clear, the threat is now on a holistic level. So if future-proofing our children is a key concern for the parents, the key thing that we're going to be addressing today is this. How can new gen parents be holistically prepared so that we can parent holistically? And again, not just that the new gen parents, if again, if you are somebody who has an influence over the younger generation, how can you holistically prepare yourself? And we're going to learn this by diving into the letter of Paul in 1 Thessalonians, right? Na kung saan, we're going to explain later on the context that the Christians there were experiencing a crisis on their future of the uncertain. And then Paul will go on to give them instructions on how to be holistically prepared for the future. So again, how can we be holistically prepared so that we can parent holistically? So I'd like to invite all of you to stand up as we just, uh, in reverence to the reading of the Word of God, we're going to be reading from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 to 27. I know, before we read this, I just want to say, I know it seems like we're painting such a grim picture. Don't worry, guys. I think it ends well. <laughs> we are going, when we go back to the Word of God, then that's where our hope comes from. Amen. All right, so let's read. First Thess Thessalonians 5, 12 to 27. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge the, those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all God's people with a holy kiss. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we have an opportunity this morning to receive from you, to get to know from you, and to be instructed, Lord God, to be holistic people, Lord God, for your future generation. So would you add anointing to the preaching of your word today? In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen and amen. Thank All you, right, so for this portion, um, I'm going to go sit down and leave the floor to my handsome husband. I'll be back for the fun. Thank you, my love. Uh, she'll be back later on. So a bit of context lang on First Thessalonians, right? So um, it was a church that Paul planted there when he was there around, I think, roughly a month. And the way he was preaching the Word of God was about the gospel of Jesus and the second coming of Christ. So those were the main two themes that Paul was preaching there. And he was received well because, again, in less than a month, he was able to establish a church. But since Thessalonia, um, Thessalonica, rather, was, um, it was a Roman, uh, it's what a Roman Empire. So when they got a hold of the church that was growing there, nagkaroon ng malaking persecution 
to the point that they were trying to hunt Paul, and so he had to leave. And now the first and second letter of Thessalonians is about um, his response to a letter that was given to him by his disciple Timothy. Because Timothy went there and checked on the people of Thessalonica. Parang, how are they doing? Because wala si Paul doon. And in that letter, apparently the church in Thessalonica, it was actually thriving despite heavy persecution. But in chapters 4 and 5, there was a huge theme of concern that Paul was trying to address. And that was concerning the second coming of Christ. Or the uncertainty of what is to come, the future. And Paul was giving them instructions on, on how to go about it. Because apparently, marami ng mga Kristiyano doon ang namamatay. And they were worried, uh, Paul, paano yan? Namatay na yung brother ko. Eh, wala pang second coming of Christ. What will happen to them? Or paano yan? A lot of people are becoming lazy and discouraged because they were all waiting for that future coming of Christ. But Paul gave them very great instructions on how to be prepared and to future-proof themselves. And I think this is so much relevant to us today, right? Because again, we always say that we live in the end times, right? We never know when it's going to happen. And so we have to be prepared as well. And given the context of the great concern of millennial parents for the future generation, how can we be prepared to also prepare them for the future? Okay, so what can we observe about the instructions of Paul, the verses that we just read? So we're going to break it down into three simple parts, okay? On the body, it's the call to be physically, to be physical unity and harmony. On the spirit, the call to be spiritually grounded. And on the soul, to be emotionally and mentally strong. Unahin natin ang body. It says in verse 12, Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. Dito in verses 12 to 13, the emphasis of Paul is all about respecting each other. He was reminding the Thessalonians to respect the people who are ministering to them, the pastors, maybe the, their DG leaders, or what have you. Because the church of Thessalonica, it was a model church. They were thriving despite persecution. But they were not immune to any kind of temptation to criticize each other especially their leaders. And even here in Lighthouse, if I'm going to be honest, my friends, church members, there are people who criticize each other. Um, the pastors and staff, we, we hear them. People criticize things for whatever reason. And I think that's a human nature talaga, right? Even if you say that the church is thriving. So the important thing that Paul is reminding us is to always keep that respect for each other. So Paul was reminding respect to each other to appreciate and extend love and peace. Kaya, I just want to take this time again. Um, I think a, a month ago, nagkaroon tayo ng pastors and staff appreciation day, right? And during those times, kami po, we are so grateful. We don't ask for it, but whenever you guys give something, or kahit wala kayo binibigay, even a tap on the back, a word of encouragement, it's, it means so much to us because it does foster respect. To the families in the house, in your household, is respect something that is freely given and received in the household? Or maybe the way we are parenting our children is that, tayo mismo, since we are the ones in authority, we always demand it from our kids and not the other way around. 
Because it has to go both ways. Because again, it will foster physical unity and harmony. And, and going back to the physical challenge a while ago, the, relating to the challenges of insecurity and identity. Respect is very important. Respecting who your child is, regardless of ano yung kanyang personality, ano yung mga taste niya, we have to respect that. And we also need to respect their privacy. As I mentioned, right? Tayo mahilig tayo magpost ng milestones or anything silly that our kids do at home. We have to be careful with that. Because once again, if they come of age and balik nila yon, kapag mahuk yung mga yon, do you think they will feel respected because you did that? So it's important to respect each other, to foster physical harmony and unity. Next one here, verse fourteen. It says. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Dito po, Paul is reminding us to energize the body. Energize the body. As a church, Paul was reminding the, the members of the church on, in Thessalonica to not leave all the responsibility of ministering to the people just for the church leaders. Dapat lahat may role in energizing each other. Maybe some of them are waiting for some prayers to be answered. Parang siguro hirap na hirap na parin sila. But Paul was instructing the people to be encouragers, to extend a helping hand to those who need it. Yung mga nahihirapan na yung waking up the dry bones, ikanga. Energizing the body. Because if we energize each other, then again, it will foster physical unity. In harmony. To the families in the house, just like respect, is encouragement something that is a common language over the dinner table, in your bedrooms? Kasi if ang palagi nating naririnig or sinasabi sa mga anak natin, anak yung kana naman, kapag may nangyaring mali, ay nakubuti nga sa'yo kasi ganito eh. Or kunwari, sabi mo, anak, pataba ka ng pataba. Wala akong tinitingnan na, just making sure na baka i-speed yun, sabi ko mataba kayo eh. Anak, pataba ka ng pataba. Criticizing our kids. Criticizing each other. What if we change that to something more positive na, anak, kaya mo yan. Pwede pa yan, Pastor Tan. Pwede pa yan. Or, Pastor Leo, ibang energy mo today ah. Diba? Ibang energy mo today if those are the phrases that are being resonated in the household, then again, we are fostering physical unity and harmony. And going back to the physical challenge of insecurity, because a big source of insecurity, my friends, is the lack of encouragement. Insecurity is the absence of confidence. And confidence it can be nurtured through encouragement. And the hold of encouragement is times two if it comes from somebody who is close to you. If it is somebody coming from your family members. So pakasabi sa katabi, energize mo naman ako. Energize the body. Pangatlo po dito, in the call for physical unity and harmony is to be always be ready to forgive. In verse 15 it says, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Dito po, Paul is instructing the church 
in Thessalonica, nabubulo po ako, pasensya na po, to extend grace if merong nagkakasala. And this echoes what, what Paul wrote in Romans 12. I want to read it to you guys. Sabi niya doon, Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Instead of looking for an opportunity to pay back offenders, we need to look for opportunities to forgive and bless them, my friends. Extending mercy and forgiveness is actually emulates what Jesus did for us. Especially to our children, yung mga walang kamuangwang. Madali natin silang pagalitan. Madali tayong pumitik kung may ginawang hindi maganda ang ating mga toddlers, even to our Gen Z kids. Again, if we do this, we will foster physical unity and harmony. In addressing the families right now in this congregation and to those watching online, is forgiveness something that we encourage and do to each other? Even sa mag-asawa. If may nagawang masama ang anak natin, are we, are we quick to punish and correct right away instead of first understanding where they are coming from and then focusing on restoration rather than destroying the harmony in the family? And again, this is crucial for the new gen. I think the banggito last week then, and I think sa video nila Ate Jane, that the new gen kids right now, the younger generation, madaling ma-offend. Right? So if madaling ma-offend ang future generation, then we have to counter it by madaling mag-forgive. Understand? If may madaling ma-offend, bilang Kristiyano, emulating what Jesus did for us on the cross, dapat tayo madaling mag-forgive. If you want to foster physical unity and harmony, let's focus on that in our households. So pakasabi sa katabi, forgive mo na ako. Forgive mo na ako. Alright? Let's uh, extend forgiveness this morning in the house of the Lord. Now, moving on to the second part, the calling to be spiritually grounded. In verse 16 to 18, ang ganda nito, sabi, Rejoice always. Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And the key point of Paul here is to delight yourself in worship in word. The members of Thessalonica, they were experiencing a crisis externally, persecution from the Romans, and internally, kasi nga, they were dealing of an uncertain future. So Paul was reminding them that, guys, wait lang. Remember, bilang Kristiano, we won't always be in a happy situation. Because again, there's a difference between being joyful, rejoicing, and happiness. Remember, the Bible teaches us that joy involves a trusting hope in Jesus. And it should lead to a strengthening of one's character. I love this verse in James 1. Sabi dito, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And then sabi niya to give thanks in all circumstances. And I want to talk about this for a bit, right? Because there's a difference between giving thanks in, which is what Paul said here, and giving thanks for. Some of us, Makrishano, they we, we say, Thanks to negative situations. Kapag babangga ka dyan sa parking lot, Lord, thank you na bangga ako because sabi, give thanks daw, di ba? In all circumstances. That's not what it means. Happy ka ba kung babangga ka? 
Yes or no? Hindi, di ba? You're not happy for what happened, but you are happy and giving thanks and joyful that having experienced that, that you have insurance. You're, have, you're giving thanks that in that experience, in that situation, you have a God that is with you. Amen? If somebody gets sick, happy ka ba? No. If you discover that you have cancer, is it? Are you going to have a party because you have cancer? We don't do that. We're not giving thanks for what happened. We give thanks in the fact that the Lord created medicine for us to be healed. Giving thanks in the fact that He can send doctors to send our way so that we can be restored. Giving thanks in. And this is important in being prepared because as we all know, trouble is always going to be there. Especially in the uncertain future of our kids. With technology growing, that is so scary. But we have to give thanks in the fact that whatever may come our way in our future, our God is never going to change. Amen? All glory to God. Let's give Him a round of applause. And because of that, again, the posture of our spirit is to strive to delight in worship and word. Because why? Because it says here, God's will. It is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So to the families, I want to just preach on this for a little bit, no? Is worship and word prevalent in your households? I remember Pastor Tan shared with me that in ministering children or kids, 20% happens in church, 80% happens at home. So if, if the... If the nurturing and ministering of, of the spirituality for kids should be 80% at home, and we don't just leave the teaching and preaching of the Word of God during Sundays. It has to be done also at home. Because again, going back to the threat of the single source of truth, if because of technology, our kids are absorbing different types of doctrines, different interpretations from online because they are there most of the time, right? then it will really destroy what they think of what the Word says. So that's why they need us. Make sure that the 80% of ministering in their spirituality, of their faith, the reading of the Bible, praying, happens at home. So parents, you have to prepare yourself to be the first one to delight and worship and Word. Amen? And lastly here is the call to be emotionally and mentally strong. It says in verse 19 to 22, Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. And the key point here is to, be, to yearn to be resilient. And Paul uses the word quench. Because the Holy Spirit is known to be uh, fire. They use the, the imagery of fire for the Holy Spirit. So what does that Wag quench ang leading and wag baliwalain ang ministry of the Holy Spirit. Because we know that the Holy Spirit is the one who fires us to be in fellowship with God, to pray, to worship Him, to understand Him. And if we resist the leading and calling of the Holy Spirit in our lives, then we would call what we say a lukewarm kind of faith. Hindi mainit. And again, this reminds me of what Pastor Georgia preached, I think, a month ago on the dangers of being too familiar with your faith. Yung kapag mong makita kang preaching dito, ay, ito, ipipreach pala yung uh, book of ganyan. Ay, narinig ko na yan. Ay, napag-Bible napag study ko na yan dati. Na, naturo ko na yan before. 
Pag in-invite ka to a DG, in-invite ka to a youth of blame service, to a yama service, ay ayoko pumunta, hindi ko kailangan yan. Nagsa-Sunday church naman ako eh. We have to fight those urges, my friends. On We have to fight those whispers of the enemy telling us that we don't need anything more than what we hear on a Sunday service. Amen? And the key thing here is to be vigilant also in what we hear from people. As mentioned kanina, maraming influencers. Apparently, I learned that people in the Gen Zs, they actually do, they don't do Google na pala. They, they go to TikTok to search for things, apparently. Nagulat ako dun, right? So imagine somebody, a, a teenager, wanting to understand a Bible verse, but goes to TikTok instead. We don't know if, how authentic that person is na mariresearch niya and who will respond to that query. Hold on to what is good and reject evil. Meaning, hold on to what the Word of God says because bilang Kristiyano, dapat naniniwala tayo that through the Word of God, it is our authority, hindi lang sa paniniwala, but on how we live our lives. And again, going back to the truth and values challenge, it's very important because, again, it's a big threat to the future generation, right? And even the yung mga bad habits sa mga bata na cha-challenge na rin. We need to teach our kids the importance of being resilient and be smart and resilient to know what is morally evil and what is actually correct based on the Word of God. So to the family members, kayo ba, do you guys encourage being emotionally or mentally resilient? Or baka pa kasi, baka pati tayong parents, madali tayong maniwala sa mga marites. Whatever we hear on TikTok, whatever we, we read on, on the Facebook statuses of certain people that we follow, the challenge is for us to always be anchored in the Word of God to help us really just sift through and filter what is morally acceptable and reject what is not. In Psalm 119, it says, How can a young person stay on the path of purity? And the answer there is this, By living according to your word. We need to be resilient in our minds and in our hearts. And to summarize the three things, mga kapatid, instructions of Paul is on a holistic level. If we are being threatened, kanina, we shared it, on the body, spirit, and soul. Thank God that Paul was able to give us instructions through the body, spirit, and soul to, be, to foster physical unity and harmony. The call to be spiritually grounded and the call to be emotionally and mentally strong. And it goes back to the next verse, which is very beautiful. Sabi in verse 23, May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. In order for us to be prepared holistically as Christians, it has to be on the body, on the soul, and on the spirit. It has to be that kind of wholeness. The body connects us to our community. To our environment, the spirit connects us to our fellowship with God. Our soul connects us to our minds, our will, and emotions. So the expectation is to be whole in all of these aspects, hindi lang isa. Because if may isa dito na, na binabaliwala natin, then we are creating a crack in that wholeness. And that is where the enemy will latch onto. If kunari, you are, you are physically okay, you have a very well-bonded relationship at home, but you don't pray. Tekulang. Or, kabalik taran, if you are such a prayer warrior, if you are so active in church and ministry, 
But at home, wala kang connection with your kids. Then you are not holistically preparing your children as well for the future. You are not propagating and promoting wholeness. Because this is a call to holistic living, brothers and sisters. And you might be thinking, ang hirap naman ito. Yung body pangalang minsan ang hirap na, di ba? Para pa kaya yung soul and spirit? Yes, I think it is meant to be difficult for us to do. But the good thing here, it says in verse 24, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Ibig sabihin, my friends, we need Jesus. We need Him to be the one to be in the center of our journey to be prepared to be whole. If without Him, come on, you can clap for the Lord for that. Because if you just do it on our own, because of sin, because we live in a foreign world, we will always fail. But in our own capabilities, again, we will fail. But through God, He will not fail. To God be the glory. Now I want to invite um, my wife here. But before that, I want to end by just ending with a call to pass the message. Verse 27. It says here, I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. It is a call to pass this on to our future generations, my friends. But we start doing that by first tayo, as parents, as people who are responsible for a young person, tayo po muna mauna. We have to be holistically prepared. And now I'm going to ask my wife to share a little bit of um, some things that we have learned in the past 10 years. But I want to share this very important statement. There's a pastor in the States that I follow. His name is uh, Pastor Andy Stanley. Sabi niya, the best gift that we could give to our children is a healthy marriage. So beautiful. The best gift we could give to our children is a healthy marriage. Think about it. Sometimes we isolate parenting from how you are as husband and wife. But isolating marriage from the equation of parenting is like robbing something valuable to our children, to the future generation. Because you must become what you want your child to be. You must become how you want your child to be. And we're not, sorry, we're not talking about career. Kasi pwedeng doktor ka, so you want your child to be a doctor. No, no, we're talking more, something bigger than that. If you want your child to be whole, then you have to be whole. Because the equation here is that a healthy marriage is equal to becoming a healthy parent. And also, for those who are single parents here, if you are a healthy individual, it equals to being a healthy parent, right? So, as parents, for us to be holistically prepared, to be holistically parent, para lang madali pong maintindihan, we have to be ready, respecting each other, energizing the body, always ready to forgive, delighting in worship and word, and the yearning to be resilient. For us to be holistically prepared, let's remember to be always ready. As an individual, as a married unit, and again, for the purposes of preparing our child to parent holistically. To God be the glory. Pakasabi sa katabi mo.
Pakasabi sa katanda mo, ready ka na ba? Ready ka na ba? Now, I'll turn it over to my wife. Okay. Yago? Yung takeaway ko dito is kailangan mag-tiktok ng mga pastor natin, okay? If the gen, if the alpha, they're going to tiktok for information, Pastor Leo, I'll, ano na, make na your account later. Okay. Alright. I also wanna say, I did not choose these photos, ha? It's my wonderful husband. Talagang meron pa yoga-yoga pang nangyari dyan. Okay. So, we just wanted to share a few practical ways, I guess, um, how, what it means to parent holistically. Um, and at first, we were thinking, should we do bullet points? But I think what we wanted to share is something that will be applicable, whether your kids are Gen Alpha or they're Gen Z or they're older. I hope that these are things that we can take into consideration in how we parent because it will be applicable to everybody. And we all know the five languages of love, you know, the love languages. What Nikki and I do try to do is make sure that all of the, these five languages, the tank, these five tanks are filled when it comes to our kids. Because how can our vehicles be ready to run if wala silang gas, diba? So we gotta fill their tank. And we start off with their, the body, okay? To our children, we prepare them by making sure their tanks are filled in the body, soul, and spirit. In the body part, we love giving physical affection, touch, hug, kiss them. Sometimes when they're really upset, especially about my four-year-old who, there are some days I have no idea what she needs. So she's just there, she's crying about something, and the only thing I can do is sit and be present. I'll just be like, okay, just let me know when you're done, when you're ready, I'll be here. But them knowing that we are physically there for them, makes them feel loved, fills that tank. And honestly, it works for adults too. So, you know, the next time you don't know what this person needs, just be there. Also, gift giving. Okay, sino ba dito ang gift yung love language? Wala talaga. Ay, ay, very good. Dalawang kamay tinaas ni Josan. I love it. <laughs> Hindi lang isa. Alright, so kids, as we all know, they love gifts. They love receiving gifts. Everything, everything is all about what next toy they can give. But um, this, when we know, the only way we know what kind of gift will matter to our children is if when we, we spend time with them, right? When we are with them, then we get to know them. We get to know what kind of things that they love. And then when we are able to reward, with, reward them with that or surprise them with something nice, that also fills their tank. That gives them, that makes them feel noticed and known and when we are known by the people that are important to us then that makes us feel loved as well it also nurtures a grateful heart well hopefully hopefully it nurtures a grateful heart whenever our kids receive gifts from us now filling their soul okay on the resilience part on this age a focus on we want to focus on reminding them that they are not alone. It's so easy when you're online to feel like you have so many online friends and yet feel so alone in life. So a, a way to be able to touch on this and fill their tank with this is the acts of service, our acts of service. We need to be able to meet this need beyond the basic requirements. Of course, we feed them. Of course, we clothe them and shelter them. But beyond that, what are the acts of service we can give our kids that will fill their tank? Doing things that are maybe a little bit inconvenient to us. Like there are some days I just do not want to get on the floor and play. But there was actually, um, there was a study that was given, this, this um, survey that was given. Kids, most kids, they feel the most loved when their parent plays with them. It doesn't even have to be big. It doesn't even have to be grandiose. Just 
10 minutes of your time focused on them, getting on the floor, playing with them, that means so much to our kids. Serves, that's a, that's a, an act of service to our children who love us so much, you know. Quality time, it also hinges on that. Making sure that making them feel prioritized, um, especially in the important moments, but so also in the mundane. Encouraging them that they can explore the world because you're going to be there when they take a few steps forward, when they turn around, you're going to be there if they need you. That fills their tank. And finally, your, the spiritual part, nurturing their spirit. Um, Pastor Nikki mentioned this earlier, words of affirmation. When we see our children as people that are small now, but will become hopefully contributing adults of society, we have to be able to start as they're young using words that are respectful in tone as well as in the words that you use to speak to them. Focus on what they are and not on what they're not. And uh, we mentioned earlier being always ready to forgive. Something that um, I always try to also work with my kids is being ready to ask for forgiveness. It means a lot when our kids hear us. Accept, you know, um, take accountability for our actions um, and say to them, please forgive me, I, that was not right. And then that makes them feel okay. Their feelings are validated. Sometimes I do feel I do ask. Parang pag minsan bigo parang tabi ko sorry today, but that's okay. Parang 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 sorry because sometimes some days I have more sorries than I know. But hey, they hear it. It affirms them that their feelings are valid and that fills their love tank. And when their body, their soul, their spirit, their love languages are filled, then they feel full. And they feel ready to move forward and face whatever comes in front of them. Amen. Yes. I want to appreciate you, my wife, for that. Oh, Thank, oh, you. Okay ba? Okay ba? Thank you. Okay. Thank you. 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 Thank and those, again, any of you who have a certain influence to the young people to respond to what you heard today. Alright? Again, being ready. Respect, energize, always ready to forgive, delighting in worship and word, and to yearn to be resilient. Let's give praises to our God. Hallelujah. holistic parenting once again is for all of us to be holistically prepared through Jesus Christ body soul and spirit we cannot do it alone we need him there is a calling for us to be holistically ready in this ever-evolving generation again think about our future kids the Gen Z's the Gen Alphas body, soul, and spirit. And as we close, I'd like to ask my wife to just close us in prayer. Yes. Lord God,
God, I ask, Father, for your healing, Lord, Father, for your healing. Healing is the word, Lord Jesus, that I feel that is resonating in this place. I pray, Lord God, let your healing flow. Let your healing flow, Lord Father. Let your healing flow throughout this room, throughout every family, throughout every single person. Whatever hurt they're carrying from the past, Lord Jesus, I pray, you would fill that hole so that they don't carry it into the future, so that they don't pass it on, Lord Father. Do not let us stay wounded, Lord God, so that we do not carry these hurts into the future, Lord Father, so that our children don't carry it, so that it doesn't become their burden, Lord Father. We ask for your healing to flow through every single person here for your forgiveness to be ready Lord God for your forgiveness to be overflowing thank you Lord Jesus that we can come here before you and know that in you Lord God there is completeness there is wholeness that in you there is forgiveness that in you there is grace Lord God that no matter who we were who we are what we've done where we come from in you we are complete in you we have our healing in you we have our faith in you we have our peace that no matter how scary the world look sometimes Lord Jesus no matter how dark it is sometimes no matter how alone we feel sometimes or God even if sometimes we don't have the family that we wish we had we have that in you we have that in this church that you've given us Lord God and we pray Lord God that tonight that today that this morning we would know that we are complete in your presence always that we can always go back to you Lord Jesus when we don't know what the future holds no matter how scary or confusing we know that your word will always be true and that you are the same yesterday today and forever thank you Jesus for your grace thank you for your word Lord God we commit to you Lord Jesus every family represented in this place we bring them to you and we lay them at the foot of your cross. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Lift up your hands, church, for the final benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to all of you. And may the Lord lift His countenance to all of you. And may the Lord grant us His peace, His wholeness in each and every one of you. To the glory of our one true perfecter, our King, Jesus Christ. In His name we pray. And everybody will say, Amen and Amen. Have a great Sunday, church. Give love to somebody before you go out. Blessed Sunday.